Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Can't Stop, Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. Today, you will learn a heck of a lot about the only name that has been brought up as the alleged hit-and-run killer of Terry Clark Sr. nearly 17 years ago. Are you ready? Let's do this! Hey guys, D here. Before we start, I'd like to thank all of our Can't Stop, Won't Stop patrons. Your monthly donations helps families just like ours fight for justice. The amount of money that we had to spend on a PI FOIA request, travel expenses, signs, bracelets, posters, and so much more was detrimental on our family. Which is why Lindsay created her Patreon tiers ranging from $8 a month up to $100 a month. Without each of you, there is no way she could continue to help in the fight for justice. Thanks, babe. And so you guys, if you're wondering how you can help on a monthly basis, please check out my Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash can't stop, won't stop, where you can learn about those four different tiers that are available. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. All right, guys, so before we get started on this episode, I want to let you know that we had some great news in Egypt Covington, my sister-in-law's case, and we have our second trial date. Shandon Groom, one of the cowards that allegedly killed my sister-in-law, Egypt Covington, is going to trial on October 3rd, 2022. So now we have trial dates for two of these disgusting cowards. We're just waiting on that third trial date, and I will let you know as soon as we have one. Thank you guys for caring. We do not know who hit, killed, and then drove away from Terry Clark Sr.'s lifeless body on the side of the road. We do know that he tried getting a ride home that night rather than walking the 4.1 miles. We do know it was witnessed that Terry and someone who's been identified as Joel got into an argument that horrific night and early morning hours of June 10 and 11, 2005. We do know that Terry Clark did not like Joel Conway prior to attending the party at his buddy Doobie's place. And we do know that over the span of 17 years, only one name has been associated with the allegedly and intentionally killing of Terry Clark Sr. at around 4.45 a.m. on June 11, 2005, while driving an unknown vehicle. In order to help you get to know Joel Conway just a bit more, I did some digging into public records. And this episode, you guys, is dedicated to him and his not-so-stellar record and life choices. Here you go. Joel Craig Conway, 
Born on January 11, 1967. Date of crime, September 1, 1988. Two counts forgery, one count theft by deception, one count theft by deception, false impression. Date of crime, September 7, 1988. One count forgery, one count theft by deception. Date of crime, September 8, 1988. Three counts forgery, two counts theft by deception, two counts theft by deception, false impression, one count receiving stolen property. Date of crime, September 10, 1988. One count forgery, one count theft by deception, false impression. Date of crime, September 11, 1988. One count forgery, one count theft by deception, one count receiving stolen property. Date of crime, September 26, 1988. One count forgery. Date of crime, November 2, 1988. Three counts forgery. Date of crime, February 8, 1989. One count forgery, one count conversion. Date of crime, February 16, 1992. One count simple assault. One count receiving stolen property. Date of crime, April 9, 1992. One count criminal conspiracy. One count burglary. One count theft by unlawful taking. One count receiving stolen property. Date of crime, March 4, 1998. One count theft by deception, false impression. One count receiving stolen property. One count bad checks. Date of crime, January 30th. 2006. One count, use of possession of drug paraphernalia. One count, DUI, controlled substance impaired ability, first offense. Date of crime, January 31, 2006. One count, use of possession of drug paraphernalia. One count, DUI, controlled substance impaired ability, second offense. Date of crime, August 14, 2006. One count, manufacture, deliver, or possession with intent to distribute. Date of crime, November 22, 2006. One count DUI, high rate of alcohol, third offense. Date of crime, June 3, 2019. One count conspiracy, retail theft. Date of crime, July 24, 2019. One count conspiracy, retail theft. Date of crime, January 21, 2022. One count disregard traffic lane. One count DUI controlled substance first offense. One count DUI controlled substance impaired ability first offense. One count operating a vehicle without the required equipment or in unsafe condition. These most recent charges that I just read off from January 21st 2022, are still active, and Joel is scheduled for his formal arraignment coming up on May 23rd, 2022, at 8.30 a.m. Apparently, Joel Conway goes back to zero after his third DUI offense. This is disgusting to me in so many ways. What will it take for Joel to be off the streets for good? Will he need to kill someone while driving under the influence before anyone will take this serious? What is going on in our justice system? 
the most recent DUI offenses should be his fourth and fifth offenses, not back to his first. What happened to protecting and serving our community? Clearfield Police Department. These are just some of the crimes Joel has committed. There are many more alleged crimes that he has miraculously gotten away with. Is Joel Craig Conway getting away with crimes, including more than one alleged murder, because he was a known confidential informant for the cops that helped bring down Dr. Larry Adams and Dr. Michael Fuentes in 2007? Yeah, we have confirmed that Joel Conway was and may still be a confidential informant, a.k.a. C.I., for the Pennsylvania State Police. On Monday, June 11, 2007, the Gantt News reported in part, quote, Two Phillipsburg doctors were arrested on Tuesday for illegally prescribing narcotics to a confidential informant, Joel Conway, in exchange for a profit from the street sales. Medical practitioners take an oath to protect and serve the best interest of their patients. Unfortunately, these two doctors clearly took advantage of a person with a severe drug addiction in order to serve their own selfish interests. An undercover investigation into the Adams and Fuentes medical practice began in January with a confidential informant working in conjunction with the Attorney General's Bureau of Narcotics Investigation and the state police. In January 2007, Joel testified that he was prescribed pain medication and was taking it as prescribed. This CI began to see Adams in 2001 or 2002 after a work-related accident. Adams raised the CI's dosage and additionally prescribed Percocet and Oxycontin. Joel testified to taking up to 150 pills per day. This CI began to abuse the prescribed drugs and started selling them on the streets and shared the profits with Adams. Dr. Adams would write a prescription or give Joel drugs in exchange for guns that he knew were obtained illegally from other drug users. Joel estimated that Adams received 30 to 40 guns over the course of their relationship. Dr. Adams also asked Joel to obtain electronics, haul vehicles, and other items both in and out of the state. Adams would write blank prescriptions to the CI and show him how to fill out the prescription properly. In addition, Adams gave Joel his drug enforcement administrator number. And on one occasion, Joel overdosed in a truck owned by Adams and had to be taken to the hospital for treatment, end quote. I think you get it. What the fuck is going on in our world? I can only imagine the number of doctors that are doing exactly this and are not getting caught. I don't get it and I never will. I have tried to get in the brains of criminals and I have realized that I'll never be able to go there because I can't even fathom what some people are capable of. I guess I'll just stick with exposing them. Okay, so now you see the connection between Joel Craig Conway 
and the Pennsylvania State Police. I do believe there are some good cops in this department that do want to keep their community safe. We just need to find them. We have many statements from community members, including retired officers, stating that the only name rumored to have killed Terry Clark Sr. is Joel Conway. Again, Joel Conway has never been charged with Terry's fatal hit and run. Joel Conway denies any involvement in Terry Clark Sr.'s fatal hit and run. In fact, on July 19, 2016, just over 11 years after Terry was hit and killed, Joel Conway posted the following on Facebook. Quote, For 15 years, I got blamed for a homicide. Well, been cleared. So you Clark girls can stop with your remarks. You should know truth before you run your mouth. Sorry for your loss. I know it's hard, but I had nothing to do with it. End quote. Now, You all know that math is not my strong suit, but I'd go one-on-one in a math competition against Joel Conway any day. He wrote this on July 19, 2016. I'll post a screenshot on my Can't Stop, Won't Stop Facebook page and at MyLindsayAnn on Instagram. You guys, Terry Clark was hit and killed on June 11, 2005. Hey, Pegleg. At the time of your post, you had been a suspect for 11 years and 25 days. Not even close to 15 years. Unless you've been blamed for killing Terry Clark when he was still alive, dumbass. So then Messica Jessica private messaged the asshole with the following. Quote, Okay, so I heard you called me out on Facebook. If you're trying to tell me you weren't involved... Why don't you try telling me what really happened? Because any time the topic has ever came up, your name was involved. Do you really have that many people that hate you and would throw you under the bus at the drop of a dime? Just seems kind of funny to me, or I'm just stupid, which I highly doubt. So why don't you try to elaborate the whole situation for me? Should be easy for you if you have nothing to hide. End quote. Nice. Joel responds with, quote, What the fuck are you talking about? Jessica, for one, I was with my wife and other people all night. Second, I took a lie detector test through the state police. You run me down, threaten me, all kinds of shit, and you're wrong, so you keep blaming me and think what you want, but you are wrong. You ain't got no right to accuse me of shit. I feel for you. It has to hurt bad, but I'm not the one, so you can live your life hating me and say what you want but the threats are gonna stop now. I don't know nothing about it and had nothing to do with it. I didn't even know him, end quote. Joel, first, who were the other people you were with all night? Why haven't they come forward to be your alibi? I know that if one of my friends was accused of killing someone on a night that I could prove he or she was with me and not out driving at 4.45 a.m., I'd sure as hell go to the police and clear my friend's name. Second, a lie detector test means nothing. Especially when you take it with your cop buddies. More on that coming up. And third, you said you didn't even know Terry Clark Sr. That is bullshit and you know it. Are you a pathological liar like I've been told? 
How about if I fill you in on some of the messages we have received regarding Terry's fatal hit and run on June 11, 2005? I will leave most of the names out of these statements in order to protect the individuals brave enough to speak up and do the right thing. Each of the witnesses have made it very clear that they fear Joel Conway. Take a listen. Statement one. Quote, Joel Conway informed my friend that it was his truck that hit Clark, but Gabe Hoover had been driving, end quote. You guys, Joel is the only person that allegedly said Gabe Hoover was driving. Not coincidentally, Gabe Hoover overdosed and died just six days after Terry died. It is alleged that Gabe was the passenger while Joel was driving and hit and killed Terry Clark Sr. It is also alleged by multiple sources that Gabe was going to go to the police and expose Joel on the hit and run. Unfortunately, Gabe never made it to the station as he was found dead at Joel's trailer with a fentanyl patch under his tongue. It is alleged that Joel gave Gabe a hot shot and he overdosed and died. Statement two, quote, I know what accident you're talking about. Three or four people brought up Joel Conway's name, but it was all hearsay, end quote. Statement three, quote, I thought the whole thing was over and done with, and I figured Conway got off because he was the star witness in the Dr. Adams case. I'm certain that Conway was driving and had heard Hoover was going to turn him in before his death. I believe Conway killed Hoover, but can't prove it, end quote. Statement four, quote, the person I heard was a Conway and had blank repair the truck for him. It was a truck of Dr. Adams, end quote. Statement five, quote, I would check into Mr. Conway. He used to borrow trucks, some off of Larry Adams, end quote. Statement six, quote, there's no doubt you're on the right track. Just have to prove it, end quote. Just so you guys know, that was from a retired officer. Statement seven, quote, I know for a fact that Joel was at a card game with your father and they got into a fight right before your dad walked home. People were saying that he hit Terry with his truck and killed Gabe too because Gabe was with him. Gabe wanted to report it, but Joel overdosed him while he was out. All this is what I heard because I don't like Joel and never talk to him, end quote. Statement eight, quote, I can tell you that Joel Conway was involved in some way, end quote. Nine, quote, I know who killed the guy in the hit and run. It was Joel Conway, end quote. Statement 10, quote, Joel likes to shoot people up. Joel told me he removed the needle from his arm that killed Gabe. He called the neighbor and they cleaned up the trailer for hours before the police were even called, end quote. Statement 11. Quote, I have evidence of him involved in at least four deaths, and yet nothing was even investigated. End quote. Twelve, quote, he's a rat, paid informant, karma will get his ass. End quote. Statement 13, quote, Joel hit Terry in blank's truck. End quote. Statement 14, quote, all I know is what others were saying, but I don't believe your dad was walking on the road. He walked many, many times, and I did know that Dickhead's truck was blank in color 
and tarped over the morning of finding out what happened. I also know your dad did not like him. End quote. Statement 15 is regarding that retired shit of a cop, Sean Inlow. Quote, I think he either covered shit up, well, he did, but it was for Joel or Joel and Dr. Adams, end quote. 16, quote, the cops got Joel off my property, but they got his cooler full of beer, put it in their truck, and then took it home with and for him, end quote. 17, quote, I picked Joel up and the cops let him get his drugs and then leave, end quote. Statement 18, quote, I rode in that truck. I remember it well. A week later, it was in a garage, painted, sold a few months later, end quote. Statement 19, quote, I would check into Mr. Conway. He used to borrow trucks, some off of Larry Adams, end quote. 20, quote, the person I heard was a Conway and blank repaired the truck for him. It was a truck of Dr. Adams, end quote. Statement 21, quote, Joel, that's the name I've heard over and over again. I don't think blank knew why he had to fix the car or the story behind it, but that's what his job is. So I think he was doing a job for him, end quote. And statement 22, quote, the one person that says he knows for a fact it was Joel is dead now, end quote. That was 22 statements from all different individuals implicating Joel Conway having something to do with the death of Terry Clark Sr. Again, Joel is innocent until proven guilty, and I would typically not put his name out there unless and until an arrest especially because of what happened to my sister-in-law, Egypt's ex-boyfriend, after her murder. I understand the consequences of being blamed for an unsolved murder. The difference is, you guys, Egypt's ex-boyfriend is an upstanding citizen, unlike Joel Conway. He doesn't have a myriad of charges against him, unlike Joel Conway. He doesn't have prison time, unlike Joel Conway. And he's good at math, unlike Joel Conway. You guys, Joel Conway had all sorts of ins with the Pennsylvania police. Remember, he worked with them for multiple years. Here are just a few entries from the 15-page document that we received from an ex-inmate. Yeah, a previous inmate shared his journal with us from when he was in prison. I will respect the wishes that he wants to remain anonymous. Here are a few entries. Quote, Another inmate, blank, tells me that Joel Conway had apparently killed the man that had been found under the bridge at the Harbor Inn. He said that after they discovered the body, Conway told him, that's what happens when you fuck with me. And apparently the body had evidence of being pushed off the bridge, end quote. Another inmate said, quote, 
When he was in Clearfield County Jail, Joel Conway was doing Suboxone brought in by blank. He said Joel had heroin in jail also. Someone in jail allegedly became addicted to heroin that Joel provided, and this person had never done heroin before being in jail. Joel was known to get heroin and Suboxone while in jail, end quote. One inmate, whom we will hear a lot from next week, as he, too, was a confidential informant and shared detailed information on what he did for the cops. He said the following, quote, Conway had been involved in the deaths of several persons in our area. He told me how Conway bragged around about getting away with the hit and run of Terry Clark and the death of Gabe Hoover, end quote. And then a different inmate, quote, told me in the recreation room that when he was in Clearfield County Jail, that he had bought Suboxone and other narcotics from Joel Conway while in jail. Conway was a good source of drugs while in jail, end quote. And another inmate stated, quote, Joel Conway always wanted to fight any and everyone, and this is one reason that he stopped buying from Conway, end quote. And the last journal entry I'll share in this episode is, quote, Blank came to visit me today. He told me that Conway had been with him when they broke into Dr. Adams' office and narcotics were stolen. Blank confessed to it when it happened, but at the time would not tell who was involved with him because Conway stated to Blank that he and the family would get hurt. Blank also told me during the visit that he would give Conway prescription pads as trade for drugs that Conway would provide him. He also stated that Conway had stolen prescription pads from Dr. Adams many times. Blank stated that he would enter Dr. Adams' office frequently with a key he had made when he took it off a key ring and made a copy. He then stated that Conway had to have a key because when Blank would go to the office, he frequently found Conway already in the office, end quote. You guys, this 15-page journal is priceless. Next week, you will hear some major corruption within Pennsylvania State Police. You will not believe what has and quite possibly is still happening. Remember last week when I talked about that disgusting retired cop, Sean Inlow, and his alleged drug scheme involving the rape, prostitution, and torture of young boys and girls? And he is currently still coaching a boys soccer team? Well, I'm exposing it all next week. We don't know who hit, killed, and left Terry dead. No one has been arrested as of this episode. The names I have mentioned are innocent, and everything I said about Joel and Sean are allegations at this time. This coming June 11, 2022 will mark 17 years without Terry Clark Sr., We can't stop and we won't stop fighting for Terry's justice. We will make sure his alleged killer cannot do this to another innocent person. We will put pressure on authorities to treat Terry Clark Sr. as if it was their own father. Huge shout out 
to Terry's daughters, Jessica and Sam, and to his wife, Brenda. Without all of the crucial information you have received and the deep dive into your father and husband's suspicious death, none of this could be done. Because of you, I am able to make awareness on the seemingly lack of police work done on Terry Clark Sr.'s case. Please join the Closure and Justice for Terry Clark Sr.'s Facebook group for more information, as well as the Can't Stop, Won't Stop Facebook group. You guys, this kind of bullshit happens way more often than we think. So many families think that they are alone in their fight against law enforcement. I am here to let you know that you aren't alone. You are not the only family treated poorly by law enforcement when seeking justice for a loved one. I am here to help give you the confidence to speak up. Use your voice and prove what is truly happening in your loved one's case. You can join our live this Sunday and every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop. You can also follow me at MyLindsayAnn on Instagram. And I always like to remind you that I have zero training in law enforcement, and I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a girl that gives a fuck. I'm just a girl that is driven to find justice. I'm just a girl that truly cares. And I'm just a girl that has a hell of a lot more empathy for victims' families than many people with badges do. It is disgusting what so many grieving families have to go through. What if this happened to your innocent loved one? Would you stop fighting? Would you back down? Hell no. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting until we get answers. You guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. It's free, and it will really help get awareness to the public about the injustices happening to so many grieving families. Thank you. I truly appreciate your support. And for those of you who don't like that I'm actually helping families seek justice, well, then just stay away because mean people suck. Keep an eye out for my spring and summer merch as they will be available very soon at can'tstopwon'tstop.store. Stay tuned. You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen. I don't have all the answers. Only he does. And... Sometimes the best thing to do is, is just trust it. It was back in 04 when Grandpa died and my shirt was soaking wet with tears from my eyes. You tried to calm me down, tried to plead your case, but I just bit that face right back in your face. And you said, well, you may not understand now. Somehow, someday, some way, you'll find out why it had to be. Yeah, according to his plan, he won't put you through anything that he thinks you can't make it through with his everlasting love. You may need to scream at the top of your lungs, because while you think he died at too young an age, it really was his time. There's no reason for rage. He's in a better place now, away from the pain and the stress and the hate and the hurt and the strain. The best way to honor him and his legacy is to live how he did and not question it. Seems like it's been
phone call from Grandma Flo and I was like, no, God, no, please no, tell me it ain't so, tell me that I'm dreaming, tell me a way to get rid of all these feelings that I'm now having of anger and fear, I just saw...